It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Hoops Heads. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Wednesday, February 28th. February is over. I'm your host, Aliko Carter. Thankful to all my new listeners. I appreciate you coming and joining me today. When I'm not working on this podcast, I write sportsforforbes.com at the intersection of business and community impacts. That means philanthropic concerns. That means, you know, Steph and other players going out and working with kids. That means NBA partner activations with companies like Kaiser Permanente and American Express. And uh, it means getting interviews with the players occasionally, which is always extremely fun. I've also been featured on bleachreport.com. You can search my name at Forbes.com and BleachReport.com and find all my work there. I've got a couple of pieces coming out of the Total Health Forum that Kaiser Permanente is putting on in Atlanta tomorrow, including a conversation that Steph had, a Q&A, which will be published tomorrow. So I'll keep you posted on that. And then there's also a Clay Thompson story with an exclusive interview coming out tomorrow as well. So definitely stay tuned for those pieces. That's right, Forbes.com. Check out Aliko Carter. That's A-L-I-K-O Carter. You can get in touch with me via email at AlikoCarter11 at gmail.com or on Twitter at Kogitare, K-O-G-I-T-A-R-E, as well as Locked On Dubs. I tweet from both accounts. You should also check out Locked On Dubs on Facebook and Locked On NBA Net on Facebook. Locked On NBA is the flagship podcast of the Locked On Podcast Network and is now five days a week. So definitely check that podcast out for the biggest stories covered by the local experts. For this podcast, we're going to be covering the game against the Washington Wizards in the first segment. That'll be a preview. In the second segment, we're going to be talking about the Warriors vis-a-vis Donald Trump. Specifically, the Warriors are not going to the White House. Instead, they're going to have, they're putting on some youth programming in the inner city of Washington, D.C. And specifically, Kevin Durant just donated $10 million to help public schools in his uh, area north of D.C. in the Maryland suburbs where he grew up, that's a lot of money. Uh, That's just generosity that, uh, you know, I mean, obviously he's a hundred millionaire, uh, but that's generosity that we don't see from sports stars, and he should be lauded for that. And then in the third segment, we're going to go around the NBA. We're going to talk about Kawhi's potential return. We're going to talk about Anthony Davis, and we're going to take a look at a few other teams that are making noise in the NBA. Let's get started with the Washington Wizards, who are pass-happy right now with John Wall sidelined. 
uh, for the next probably month or so. Bradley Beal is actually averaging fewer points per game without John Wall than he was with him previously. But the ball is moving, and they're assisting the ball at an extremely high rate. According to NBA.com, the rate they've been assisting the ball at the last 12 games would be the highest rate in 14 years, higher than currently the Warriors right now. So the Warriors will have to have their hands in the passing lanes, maybe deny Bradley Beal the ball a little bit when Klay Thompson is on him, and make sure that the Washington offense, which has become extremely egalitarian, doesn't allow any one person to have a really, really good night. If you recall last time the teams played in November, there was a scrum. Kelly Oubre threw a punch, um, then wasn't punished for it at the same level that Draymond was. And I'm sure that Draymond remembers that and wants to put his mark on this game. So I would definitely say watch out for Draymond to have a good game, to be battling, and potentially have more than 10 rebounds. A few years ago, during the 2015-2016 season, Stephen Curry had 51 points at the Verizon Center, uh, or whatever it's called now. And, you know, President Obama was in attendance and, you know, Steph just went off. He had a really great time. So he really likes this gym and just expect him, especially without John Wall guarding him, they're going to have to put, you know, Tim Frazier on him or somebody else uh, potentially to get some length on them. They might start Beal on him, but then you've got Clay Thompson, who you've got to take care of as well. So I would say Steph is going to have a good game this time around. It's really hard to predict these things. You know, I say Steph's going to have a game, then KD has a game. I say Clay's going to have a game, and then everybody scores 20 points. And, you know, so it's 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 hard to predict these things, but just history uh, teaches, us that, teaches us that Steph likes this gym and that Draymond is going to have a, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder after dealing with uh, what was... Uh, somewhat unfair treatment he feels from the NBA earlier this season. The Wiz are on a second night of a back-to-back. They played in Milwaukee last night, winning 107-104. Really good game. Went down to the wire, actually. Uh, Giannis missed a two-point field goal attempt from about 12 feet to tie the game at 106 all, and then, uh, you know, that was it. Uh, Bradley Beal made one of two free throws after that, and they ended up winning 107-104. But this was a game where it was close throughout the entire fourth quarter, but the Washington Wizards did a good job of maintaining their cushion. They were very close to being uh, overtaken in the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter started 81-84, Uh, with the Washington Wizards up by three points, and they held that lead even though the Bucks got within one point on multiple occasions, but they were able to pull it out. Kelly Oubre made a number of big shots. Mike Scott, Jody Meeks, and Bradley Beal. They're playing with a freedom right now. They're pretty fearless, and they're leading by committee. So everybody's coming out and doing their job. They're not turning the ball over heavily, and their offense is, like I said, egalitarian. They're spreading the ball around. Everybody's getting up their shots, and there's no ball-dominant pounding at the top of the key like there normally is with John Wall running the point. Uh, And so it's a different team. We're facing a different team than uh, the Warriors did earlier in the season, and, and it's incumbent on the Warriors to know that and to play to this current team's strengths and weaknesses, not the team that they faced back in November. 
The Wizards are now 36-25, and 25, the right in the thick of the Eastern Conference playoff race, and that big win over the Bucks inches them closer to getting into the top four, potentially. So this is a really important game for them tonight, and it's an important game, obviously, for the Warriors as well, with the Rockets still holding a half-game advantage. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDW, we get that migrating your business to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDW's experts can help you simplify the transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell Technologies solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Tech. As we know, the Warriors decided a long time ago they weren't going to visit the White House for their championship ceremony and then were subsequently uninvited by President Trump uh, from the White House celebration. Uh, And so they decided instead to take a group of kids to the National Museum of African American History and Culture, the Smithsonian Museum. I've been to that museum. It's absolutely special. It's a really, really, really great monument to what black folks have meant to this country and what they mean to each other. So they were on, they were, they're in DC uh, on Tuesday. It wasn't open to the public or media, uh, but Sean Livingston did share a, an Instagram post. It reads as follows. Sports have the power to change the world. It has the power to inspire, the power to unite people in a way that little else does. It speaks to youth in a language they understand. Sports can create hope where there was once only despair. It is a more powerful it is more powerful than governments in breaking down racial barriers. It laughs in the face of all types of discrimination. Sports is the game of lovers. Nelson Mandela one of my inspirations and clearly an instrument uh, an, an inspiration to S. Dot as well. If you haven't read the uh, wonderful, the best autobiography I've ever read, Long Walk to Freedom by Nelson Mandela, by all way, uh, by all means, pick up that book. It might just change your life. Uh, Clay Thompson said the White House is a great honor, but there's extenuating circumstances that we felt that we're not comfortable doing. We're not going to politicize anything. We're just going to hang out with some kids, take them to an African-American museum, and hopefully teach them things we learned along the way and life lessons, and we'll still be getting some great memories. So, yeah, they're not trying to politicize anything, but I'll certainly politicize something. Donald Trump has vilified so many different groups of Americans and many groups of Americans that come from underprivileged backgrounds, that come from poverty, that come from racial backgrounds that don't match his own. And the Warriors and a lot of other people are really scared uh, and, and, and fed up with the rhetoric that's coming out of the administration. Obviously, Steve Kerr is, you know, the voice of the organization and speaking up against Trump's policies, against his rhetoric, and against the proto-fascist kind of nature of his language. 
I think it's extremely brave for a bunch of of of, of black athletes to to say this to what what may be the the most powerful man in the world, the most powerful position in the world that we don't believe in what you're doing and so we're not going to support you by coming and giving you a 45 jersey and and having the photo op and everything like that. We're better than that. We care more about our principles than we do about the way in which we're viewed on a superficial level. And I, like I said, just extremely brave. And they're the, not the face of a movement, but they're standing side by side with everybody else who's pushing back against the Trump administration with the kids from the Parkland massacre who are demanding that the administration take action on the rampant gun violence and mass shootings we face in this country women of the Me Too movement who are trying to shed daylight on the scourge of sexual harassment that President Trump has admitted he's a part of, with the kids, the dreamers, who are facing ICE deportation every single day, and with African Americans who are used as little more than props in furthering Trump's agenda. We don't need to get into everything that Trump has said or done, and Steph isn't either. He said... It's kind of like beating a dead horse at this point. We're excited to have an opportunity that we're going to tomorrow as a team. But other than that, it's a business trip and we're excited to keep the road trip going. So that's really all it's about. Here's the statement from Warriors PR. While we intended to meet as a team at the first opportunity we had this morning to collectively discuss a potential visit to the White House, we accept that President Trump has made it clear that we are not invited. We believe there is nothing more American than our citizens having the right to express themselves freely on matters important to them. We're disappointed that we did not have an opportunity during this process to share our views or have open dialogue on issues impacting our communities that we felt would be important to raise. In lieu of a visit to the White House, we have decided that we'll constructively use our trip to the nation's capital in February to celebrate equality, diversity, and inclusion, the values that we embrace as an organization. The trip was special for Durant, too. You know, he grew up just outside of D.C. He said, kids from my area don't really get the opportunity to be in front of champions like that. So hopefully it inspires them just to be whatever they want to be in life. Hanging out with the kids is going to be pretty cool, especially in the neighborhood I grew up in. It's going to be pretty amazing. I just wanted them. I just want them to take it in. I want them to meet Steph and Clay. Hopefully, we set a good example. I know we set an example every time we walk on that court and every time we walk around. It's going to be cool to be up close and personal. So this is not just a an fu to Trump. It is an opportunity to reach out to a community that the Warriors haven't really been able to reach out to, and that's a special community for Kevin Durant. So out of the weeds grew a flower, basically. And the opportunity to spend time with kids at the National Museum of African American History and Culture was a great alternative to visiting the White House and kind of the firestorm that would have come with that. They certainly don't need that less than a month and a half from the start of the playoffs. And, you know, it's just it's nice that they were able to come together as a family, as a team and do this, you know, and I'm sure that Steve Kerr supported them every step of the way that Joe Lacob and Bob Myers are like, you guys, you know, you have the mouthpiece, you do what you need to do and what you feel is right. And that, I think, makes the Warriors organization a model for a lot of other teams to follow. 
Now I want to talk to you quickly about sponsoring the Locked On Podcast Network. If your company is looking to men between the ages of 18 and 44, look no further than the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Warriors is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if that's your target demographic, Get at me. Send me an email at alicocarter11 at gmail.com and I'll give you all the details. Our rates are super reasonable and you have nothing to lose. So check us out. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the Old Fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. All right, now we get to go around the NBA, and we're going to start with Kawhi Leonard, who is now back practicing with the the San Antonio Spurs about a week after he said he was going to shut himself down for the entire season. Apparently they had a heart to heart and he's looking to come back in the middle of March. So that could be a scary thing for the rest of the NBA and particularly in the Western Conference. The Spurs have fallen to fourth in the Western Conference playoff race, which would match them up with the Rockets in the second round, which would be very exciting. But with Kawhi back with a month to go in the season, I think that they can make some noise. They're still one of the best coach teams in the league. They still have the best defense uh, night in and night out, unlike the Warriors who play you know, all right until they have to turn it on and then go into overdrive. The, the Spurs are just like, they execute you to death, like uh, you know we've said so many times in the past. And if Kawhi can come back, I'm sure there's no hard feelings within the organization. The Spurs aren't an organization that really have those kinds of conflicts and even this conflict seemed underblown so to speak that that there were leaks coming out of the organization but no animosity and that's really how the Spurs handle themselves they hardly ever have leaks but when they do it's not something that is going to disrupt the flow of the team Another guy who's making news in the NBA is Anthony Davis who the other night went for 53-17 and 5 in a win and is playing out of his mind, inching himself into the MVP conversation. Obviously, James Harden is running away with it, but Anthony Davis is making his case known without DeMarcus Cousins. And if they can hang on to a playoff spot or potentially, you know, hold that sixth spot, fifth spot, that's the spot that Russell Westbrook had when he averaged a triple-double. And if, you know, Anthony Davis can keep up this level of play, There's potential that he could slide into a second-place finish in the MVP voting and even shave some votes away from James Harden. But uh, at at this point, I think James Harden is uh, going to get it, not just because he's having the best season for the best team, but also because the last two years he had incredible seasons and was just overshadowed by, one, Stephen Curry, and two, Russell Westbrook, who did things that history is going to mark forever. 
The Rockets are in action tonight against the Clippers on ESPN after the Warriors play on ESPN in Washington, D.C. So you could see a flip-flop tonight if the Clippers take care of business at home. The Pelicans are also in action against the Spurs tonight. That will be a great game on League Pass. Some other good games include the Hornets at the Celtics, potentially a good matchup. Kemba Walker versus Kyrie Irving, very exciting. And then the Thunder are in Dallas, and they always play each other well. In roster news, the Lakers have waived Corey Brewer, Corey Brewer, who famously scored 50 points in a Minnesota Timberwolves uniform and also famously has a weird face, but is exactly the kind of player that the Warriors like to have on their roster. He shoots the ball uh, with confidence. He plays scrappy defense. He's got rangy long arms. He can switch positions and could potentially be a, a smart waiver pickup for the Warriors if they're looking to add anything. But obviously, the roster is chock full of guys. They had to deactivate Kevon Looney to activate Jordan Bell and Quinn Cook the other night. So, you know, you'd have to create a roster spot, and I'm not sure they'd be willing to do that. But Corey Brewer, as far as bringing together the, 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 the lack of shooting in the second unit, as well as being one of those switch-everything defenders, the Warriors could do worse. And the last thing I want to talk about is the NCAA. Obviously, things are heating up. March Madness is right around the corner. A lot of players, including Kevin Durant, are on the record saying college basketball players should be paid. We know that the NCAA is a multi-billion dollar organization and that coaches, you know, coaches we know and love, Tom Izzo, John Calipari, they make millions and millions of dollars a year. And the players are getting... uh, the short end of the stick, according to players. And this is an issue that I feel passionately about as well. I think that the players should have the opportunity to make money as early as possible, considering what they bring to the schools and organizations that they join with. Uh, and considering that, yeah, I mean, we're, ta- we're talking about national television revenue. These, these kids, they play on national television and the schools are reaping the benefits and they're not giving the kids those same benefits. So I'm definitely looking for... Um, the potential for rules changes. This NCAA probe hopefully will bring, the FBI probe will hopefully bring, you know, bring to light some of the subterfuge because obviously, you know, you've got players who are getting, you know, handouts and all this other kind of stuff. It shouldn't have to be that way. Players, if players got paid, then there wouldn't be any issue about morality. Uh, And, you know, I'm not sure what that, pay scale looks like, but it's got to be more than nothing uh, because it's just been too long and there's too many kids coming out of these communities who will never make the NBA, who have the opportunity to play and make their schools money. And at the same time, their education is suffering because they're not being able to go to classes. They're taking these sham classes. They're getting notes and, and stuff like that, well, they have to travel all around the country to play basketball, and they're caring about basketball. Obviously, they care about basketball, or else they wouldn't have to, uh, they wouldn't have signed with you know to to play in college and potentially go to the NBA. And so it's it's just one of those things, especially for those kids who don't have a chance of making it to the NBA. They need more than just the promise of an education they're not getting, the promise of a future that they're not necessarily able to grasp onto. That's about as much time as we have today. No statistical deep dive today, but tune in tomorrow. We will be going 
back in time for Throwback Thursday. I'll be breaking down the game against the Washington Wizards, and then I'll be going over some stories that I mentioned in this podcast. Stephen Curry partnering with Kaiser Permanente and Clay Thompson partnering with Opus Bank on some really cool activities, some programming for youth, some philanthropy. So that will be the subject of our third segment tomorrow. Make sure you tune in and stay thoughtful, Hoopsheads. Hey, Bay Area sports fans. This is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.